1: All right, a lot to get to in our final fifty minutes here coming up. We're gonna speak with Matt Mark Burnett, Alabama beat writer for SECcountry.com and senior writer at TigerBay.com. Brian Lazar be with us. T Bob Baby gives you his prediction and we'll get his take on the LSU defensive front against the Alabama offensive interior line. And we will also have Mark Minard's. Game preview: It's LSU and Alabama. The series continues here in Tiger Stadium tonight. The 81st meeting takes place, say, after 7 p.m. here in Death Valley, with Alabama leading 50-25-25, dating back to the 1895 first meeting. Well, each week I have a chance to visit with LSU coach Ed Ogeron. Earlier this week, I caught up with coach O to get his take on facing the Alabama Crimson Tide. And welcome back to WWL Radio, our weekly visit with LSU coach Ed Ogeron, where this week the LSU Tigers entertain the Alabama Crimson Tide. Coach O, as always, thank you so much for joining us. The bye week, the week off. Uh, what, what was your method, coach? What did you do and how did you prepare yeah. before you get into the game week?
2: Work hard on our fundamentals on Tuesday and Wednesday, get better at some things, self-scout, uh, work the things that has been hurting us. Also have a little fun. On, on uh, Thursday we had the Tiger Bowl. The younger guys got to play, the older guys coach. It was a very enthusiastic day. Overall, I thought we had a very good week. Coach, when you talk about
1: self-scouting, is that a situation where you look back at the entire season? Do you look back since Ed Ogeron has taken over? Take us through the entire process of self-scouting, and what do you look to gain out of that self-scouting on the week off?
2: Well, Dave Aranda, he went through the whole season. Obviously, the plays that have given us problems, uh, the things that the adjustments maybe we didn't make, we need to make now. Uh, with Steve Ensminger since as we took over uh, the offense that we're running now, we we'll look to see if we have any tendencies and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Coach, when when you look at this team, where do you where do you see this LSU team as of right now?
2: Well, a team that's coming together, a team that's playing for 60 minutes, uh, 73 to 7, outscoring our opponents in the second half, A very explosive on offense. I think we're giving up the least touchdowns on uh, defense in the country, so a good football team.
1: And, and Coach, when you look at some of the adjustments you made, you talked about some of the minor tweaks, is it maybe more so, do you can point toward in the classroom a little more more enthusiasm? What do you see as one or two of the things that has led to this team playing consistent right now?
2: Well, I think we're spending more time in the classroom. Our coaches are coming together. I I think the number one thing is this team is taking accountability. It's their football team and they're enjoying it.
1: With LSU, Coach Ed Ozeron, the LSU Tigers taking on number one Alabama Saturday night, 7 p.m. right here on WWL Radio. Coach O, now the Alabama Crimson Tide game week. Let's go all the way back because I I work with a guy that's real close to you, and he tells me about the days when you guys used to come here little and watch LSU and Alabama, and he said he's always asked his dad, he says, why why don't we beat Alabama? Why don't we beat Alabama? And, And similar, Alabama's got that same type of program. What is it about LSU and Alabama?
2: Well, it's a rivalry. It's a game that our fans want to win. It's a very prestigious football game, and we know it. I'm honored to be the head coach at LSU and playing in it. I know our guys are going to be ready.
1: Coach, when you look at Alabama, it seemingly on outside, looking in from a fan standpoint, the media, they don't look like they have too many weaknesses, and they're playing extremely well. What is it about Alabama that makes them so good? Execution.
2: I think mean, they got some great players. they got great coaches, and they execute. They don't make mistakes. And
1: when, when you look at some of the things that you do well, Coach, and when you're breaking down and, and putting together a game plan, how do you factor in – we can go at their strength, or it may be wise to maybe not go straight at their strength. Does there ever come a time where something that you're really good at and the other team's really good at that you try and say, you know, maybe they're a little bit better than us, and we don't know if we can exploit this, and you look for something else?
2: Yeah, I, I have tremendous faith in our coordinators, and an Spinger and Dave Aranda, that they're going to address that. Uh, there are some things that we looked at that we think that we can do, some things that we can't. Obviously, we need to spread the ball around on offense put our playmakers in space and make plays.
1: Mm-hmm. Coach, when when you talk about your team and preparing this, w- what is your message for the team? Uh, it, it's a game on a schedule, but also, like we said, this is a rivalry. Number one comes to town. What, what, what is your advice to your your players as far as getting ready and looking at all this and all the outside distractions, the hype, more media attention? There's a lot that goes on with a big game like this.
2: Take it one day at a time. Today's Tell the Truth Monday. We're going to go one day at a time, one day process. You, know, you can't win the game in the media. You can't win the game before Saturday night. Just take care of your body. Don't get caught up in all the hype. And let's go play ball. Speaking of taking care of your body, Coach, how, how is the health of your team going this game? We're the healthiest we've been all season. I think everybody is going to be ready to go except for the guys that are out for the season.
1: Now, and when you look at this matchup, coach, what are some things you feel you need to do in order to have a chance in this game?
2: We need to protect the quarterback. You know, there are 64 tackles for a loss, 32 sacks. There's tremendous rush the passer. We're going to have to move the football and be very strategic in what we do. On defense, we're going to have to stop the run and, and, and protect the deep ball.
1: One of the things, Coach, talking to you after last year's matchup, you talked about how Alabama was able to have a lot of depth and rotate in. Where is your depth now? Are, do you feel you're better now in the depth situation on both sides compared yeah. to maybe a year ago?
2: Yes, there's no question. We've developed uh, too deep on the defensive line. Uh, we still have some depth problems maybe at linebacker. Uh, we have some good depth at defensive back. We had good depth on the offensive line, great depth. At uh, running back, so we're getting there.
1: Coach, we always hit on this as the number one stat in football, and obviously Alabama is the best in the country. I would imagine turnovers are going to be a huge key this weekend. Even if you can't get one, if you stay even in that category, that would
2: probably bode well. Yeah, they're plus four, and they're very opportunistic, so we have to be able to take care of that football. We have to match them. Coach, finally, your thoughts. What are some keys to the game for you? Well, type of football. It's going to be good enough. Uh, guys not to get overly hyped, play football. I'll get their Cleason in the grass, play good fundamentals. We have to win up front on a lot of scrimmage. This is a big man's game. Coach, Ed Ogeron, LSU and Alabama Saturday night
1: right here on WWL. Coach, thank you so much for the time. Good luck. Go Tigers. You know, T-Bob, a lot of times uh, we get texts, emails, especially on a daily basis. You're you're, you're popping out, you know, about people, why can't y'all sound this way or sound And we, we sound different, you know, whether it's correct or incorrect, so forth. The point I'm trying to make is one of the things that people listen out there, what I was trying to ask Coach O, and I think he got it, was how do you know, Coach, when something may be your strength, it may be the best thing you do, but it may also be the strength of the other team, yeah. what they they counter against, and you have to know that what they do is as good as what you do, but they do it better to the point to where it's, you're not so basically you stubborn where you're going to keep trying Whoa. to do it and do it. it Basically, what what has transpired? No no creativity. The story
3: of last year's game that yeah, was the yeah. ultimate example of that taking place. No no that was doubt a about team it. Perfectly built to stop the run, and LSU that's all they wanted to do is run the ball, and they, they they were too stubborn to go a different route. So you're right, Deke. LSU's going to have to back off to what is really their main. Uh, offensive their main mode of offensive output that is their strength it's still on the ground even with the changes but lsu's going to have to back off of that and rely on the pass game rely on a bit more creativity
1: and, and when you know t bob too some of the things that we had talked about when we looked on this in this situation when we were sizing up the offensive line for uh, lsu against the Alabama defensive line, and now we'll flip it over and look at the Alabama offensive line. Is those two uh, begin tackles, it's Cam Robinson and Jonah Williams. Williams is a freshman. Robinson is a junior. Many feel he'll be one of the top uh, tackles available in this year's draft. But who can get that pressure on there and, you know, pressure from the edges? And seemingly when you're talking about a versatile quarterback, T-Bob, you know, coming from the edge sometimes is not the – it's not the best way, but in these with these new type of offenses, whether it's up the gut, whether it's on the edge, wherever you can get pressure, you got you you got to be able to just try and get some pressure. Traditionally, you know, a pocket passer, you want to push him up the gut yeah. and flush him out. Oh, where a lot of times, where if you come up the gut on a guy like Hurts and you're flushing him, where he can go to either side, well, a lot of that time when he's he's mobile and he's moving around, that's some of his strength.
3: So Jalen Hurts is completing Jalen Hurts is completing sixty percent of his passes right now. Uh, What LSU has to play, they they have to play discipline football, right? They they, they have to maintain that lane integrity. If they get too aggressive trying to get to Hurts, he will make you pay. He doesn't want to stand in the pocket and be forced to throw the ball. He'd rather roll out, throw it on the run, improvise, or just take off on the ground with his feet. So Arden Key, they have to be dedicated when trying to get it to the uh, get to the quarterback off the edge.
1: More on that in just a moment. Christian Garrick is uh, with us now with some uh, Saints news. Christian,
4: what's up, big big chief? And, and T-Bob, listen, uh, just wanted to call you guys and inform you that rookie defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins has been activated to the active Uh-oh. roster, and to make room for Sheldon Rankins, of course, he's been out since training camp when he broke his fibula. The Saints have placed linebacker James Laranite on injured reserve.
1: So James Laranitis is on IR, so he's shell for the season. But that's, that's a tough look. He's a man that played eight straight years in the National Football League and didn't miss a game, and now he's on IR. But Sheldon Rankins is activated. So, Christian, if he's activated, we know now with these numbers uh, he's going to play.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's all That's all to be expected right now. It's it's a matter of how much is he going to play, Deke. Is it going to be 10, 15, 20, 25 snaps? I would imagine they're going to ease him into this. He's not going to play – you know, a lot of snaps in particular because he's an interior defensive lineman. They don't play a lot anyway. They rotate those guys in and out. But, yeah, you're going to see your first-round draft pick, 12th overall in last April's draft, uh, make his season debut after a broken fibula in training camp.
1: Again, Saints Outland Reporter Christian Garrick at Christian Garrick 1 saying that the Saints have placed a veteran linebacker, James Laronidas on IR, but also they have activated rookie defensive lineman and first-round draft pick, Sheldon Rankins, who will be active tomorrow when the Saints play at San Francisco. k hey, dog.
3: how's how's San Fran? Real quick, before I let you go. How's it's San nice, Fran? man. It's nice. The weather's good. I'm
4: envious of you guys, though, man. You guys are in the, in the middle of it all, and the thickest of things. I wish I was
3: kind of in Baton Rouge, honestly. Yeah, wait, what? Are you, are you telling me that a three and four Saints hits one and six Niners? Is it more exciting than LSU <laughs> What? Really? <laughs> what? is oh. the atmosphere. <laughs> Just the atmosphere. Come on, you guys are in it all. I, I'm, yeah,
4: I'm, I'm very envious, man. We're in the epicenter, my friend. At
1: Christian Garrick one on Twitter, K Dog. Thank you very much. All right, fellas, enjoy, it, man. All right, Sheldon Rankins, Who That Nation, get a chance to hey. take a look at the Saints' See? first round draft look, pick tomorrow.
3: Man, with the Saints, I've tried to remain as objective as possible to the point of straying into pessimistic territory. Right where I've tried to quash hopes. I've tried to keep people's expectations in line. However with how muddled the nfc looks and with how the saints have played winning three of their last four and if they can take advantage on sunday beat the 49ers then i might be back on board because when you look you'll have a four and four saints team with a defense that seems to be improving sheldon Rankin's coming back delvin bro coming back that's a lot of positive momentum for the saints team however all of it hinges on tomorrow's game you win that bandwagon will start to fill back up if you lose It'll be all the more disappointing.
1: Again, uh, just uh, heard from Christian Garrick out in San Francisco. James Laronidas has been placed on IR. Sheldon Rankins, Saints first-round draft pick, will be activated, and he will be active and play tomorrow when the Saints play San Francisco. T-Barbebe is breaking down more of the Saints, excuse me, the Tigers' offensive and defensive lines, and his predictions still yet to come. Plus. Our game preview. Count you down to LSU and Alabama tonight, 7 p.m. on WWL. And welcome back. Count you down to LSU and Alabama, the Tigers and the Tide tonight, right here on WWL Radio. And of course, we'll join the LSU Sports Network. That is coming up a shade after five o'clock here this evening, and then after 7 p.m. Number one Alabama and number thirteen LSU You're here to help us talk more on the Alabama side of things. So, pleasure to welcome in now Mark Burnett, who covers the Alabama Crimson Tide for the SECCountry.com. Mark, thank you so much for the time. And uh, big, big matchup here tonight. And seemingly, Mark, you know, the last few seasons, Alabama has really uh, flexed their uh, muscles, so to speak, on the uh, interior offensive and defensive lines. And uh, they, they pretty much control the line of scrimmage in the, in the last few meetings, uh, especially last year in Tuscaloosa. And pointing toward tonight, I would imagine, which team can control the line of scrimmage the most as a much better outcome in the contest tonight on the winning end. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. You know, I think both of the teams want to come out and be a uh, point of attack on both lines. Of the tournament. And, you know, I think, as you said, you know, whoever was able to dominate both lines of the will end up winning this game. I know they has got the talent of offensive and defensive line, and so does LSU. So I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, some of the individual battles up front. Mark, if you, if you were a, a coach and, and you had to put together some type of game plan, when you look at Alabama, what, what do you figure would be a, a good place to start? I mean, when you look up and down, you look at their numbers, you look at the plays they made, the non-offensive touchdowns, it's like there is no weaknesses. What, what, where, do you, where do you go? Where do you try and have some type of success so you don't play yourself out of the game too early against this, this Alabama club. All right, see if we can get back to Mark a little later down the line. 260-1870. You can text us at 870-870. And, T-Bob, uh, you know, looking down, and we talked about controlling these line of scrimmages. One guy that is, uh, came out the gate smoking and in the nightlight tonight, you're going to come up with some big plays. A guy like Arden Key. Yeah. Could uh, be huge tonight.
3: Yeah, look, absolutely. So if you're talking about what – LSU needs to do defensively. We uh, I talked about it during the week. Alabama runs the ball right now 69% of the time. They only throw it 31% of the time. And even within that the throws are 10 yards or less 90% of the time. So this is a quarterback that is not that adept at gaining those yards through the air. I'm not saying that he's poor. It's just that Lane Kiffin has created a system in which his decision making isn't too tough and most of the thinking is done by uh by the, by the play call, right? He sets him up in a good position. Well, if LSU can win first down, which is a big hit, you got to stop that Alabama rushing attack, which mm-hmm. is excellent this season. But if you can win first down, you force him into second and long. You force him into third and long. Then you force them to rely on the one dimension of their game that they're not that comfortable, with, which is throwing the ball. And when you do that, then you've got Arden Key, currently second in the SEC with eight sacks. Devon Godshow, four sacks in the year. Lewis Neal, three and a half. That's when those guys start to feast.
1: Mark Burnett, uh, Alabama B-rider for SECCountry.com, are rejoining us now. Mark. And, Mark, we're asking you, what, what do you think, what, what are some, some things some teams have had some success against against this Alabama defense?
4: Yeah,
5: I
1: think if you look into attack the defense, you know, look at Ole Miss and Arkansas, you know, we are able to, but you have to attack on the back end. A guy out there can and plays uh, you know, in the, in the secondary. So as a one area if you think can you attack this team by uh, you have to try to go both but your quarterback it has to be accurate. All right, Mark Burnett, uh, SECCountry.com, 260 870 You can text us at 870-870. And, T-Bob, we're getting back to you talking about that, who can come up with those big plays. And, boy, on the back end, earlier in the season, uh, Trey White came up with some huge plays. And then Jamal Adams, going back to the Ole Miss game, I mean, he's just been all over the field. He has been someone, you know, in in the in this 3-0 and run, as uh, Coach Saban says, you know, that 3-0, and he looks at him as undefeated. Coach Ogeron has said that. Jamal Adams has is, is brought his play to another level.
3: Yeah, and, and, and that's saying something because he's always been good. He's no, always that's been right. really damn good. I mean, I think about two years ago, during the Kevin, that, that, that was a defense that was struggling, and it was the introduction of Jamal Adams, Devon Godshow, and Kendall Beckwith into the lineup that turned that defense around. Here we are two years later. These guys are now the upperclassmen. They are the leaders, and when you're talking about Jamal Adams, as good as his just play on the field is, and it's excellent, man, trust me. He's going to be huge. You mentioned earlier covering OJ, O.J. Howard, trying to win that matchup. He's going to be huge to that. He's an excellent tackler. But what I love about Jamal Adams is his leadership capabilities, uh, Getting uh, just just being the chief to the rest of the defense's Indians, getting everybody in line, getting them fired up, getting that secondary on task. Remember, we asked with Jalen Mills, with him leaving this season, who was going to take over that role. That's been jamal adams and there's a reason why you're going to see him playing on sunday for a very long time whenever he finishes up at lsu now g jamal adams another one of those names where this is potentially his last chance to beat the alabama crimson tide and those names for lsu they're all over the field and that's one of the Main reasons why I like LSU in this matchup is that kind of desperation factor. These very good players, these stars who seek to play on Sunday, they know this is their last chance. They'll never get another shot at it as long as they play ball.
1: You know, a guy like Ridley, and uh, Stewart, uh, Dieter, the, the receivers from Alabama, Alabama's going to take some shots. They have, yep. you know, getting back with, uh, you know, Coker to McCarron to, to Hurts, uh, Sims, they're going to take some shots when LSU, you know, it's one of the things, you know, talking to Coach O, and they feel that they're going to have to. LSU is going to have to try and take some shots. You know, Malachi Dupre, here's your stage. Mm-hmm. Here's yes, your yes, stage because tonight, you know, you, you can have all the stats in the world, but, you know, some two or three big-time catches in a game like this is magnified big time because it's 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 when the lights are on, everybody's a pressure, it's magnified, high-stakes game and all that. This is where, you know, If you are who everybody thinks you can be and you can come up with those plays, tonight's the night. Tonight is the night you got to make those plays.
3: And it's a bit odd for LSU because when you look at Bama, they force turnovers. Like you said, a plus-five turnover margin. They've scored nine defensive touchdowns, right? Well, you're like, oh, my God. Well, then why would you ever get aggressive? You want to avoid turnovers at all costs, right? Well, not exactly. I think you have to be willing to take those risks. You have to be willing to take those shots if you want to win this game. Trying to avoid turnovers at all costs mm-hmm. is what is what uh, kind of doomed LSU in the past. So Malachi Dupree, Traven Rouse, DJ Chark, yeah, when they Dupree. bomb it, when they try to unlock this Bama defense, those are the guys who are going to have to win the big one-on-ones.
1: It's alive, T-Bone. Uh-oh. It is alive. This is this is a long he's, time. Oh, no, this is a long time coming. He said, "Give me the mic." He's demanding the mic.
5: Listen, I'm gonna try and be humble. Oh uh, my God! Oh
1: no!
4: Hey, bear shows up. Hey, so it's A Bear's music. So just
5: win, baby. Just win. Al I, Davis? I can tell you, just win. I don't care if they win by one point, but I think is gonna kick their ass. <laughs> so now, now I, I'm just uh, I'm feeling a positive vibe. Okay. Listen, something. I told I told Dee.
1: Oh yeah, listen to this dream.
5: I you. had a dream. I said, Why am I dreaming about this? LSU's going to win tonight, but Alabama is still going to be national champs. No, 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 no.
3: What kind of dream is this? We don't need I, this. Listen,
5: I, it was a nightmare. I was sweating <laughs> and all that. I said, what happened? I'll oh, take
1: that, dude. I'll take the win tonight. I, I kinda no, I, take I'll the take the win that. tonight. That's
5: listen, that. LSU win tonight, but Alabama run the table. And, and both LSU and Alabama was in the playoffs, but Alabama won. No, oh, no, God. No, 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 no. No, but tonight. Now you're bringing tonight 2011 flashback. No, no, tonight is the Tigers' night. It feels like I, it. I think Danny Etling, you don't have to be like Menberger, throw over 300 yards.
3: Can he get about 225, but you can't turn it over? That's what we've always said. LSU right. quarterbacks in this system, if you hit 60%, 200 yards, positive touchdown, interception, if you can hit those three benchmarks, chances are you're going to be looking at a very good uh, box score. Well, after the, the game. thing
5: is, I know uh, Coach O. Come Obviously. On, uh, come on, I lived with him. Yeah. Right. I, I lived with him, and he slept with a fan in his face every night. So Runs a little hot. He's got that Cajun blood in him. No, I I know what he needs to succeed, and he needs Ensminger to call the game of his life yep. and Edling to produce. Yep. I think Coach Ensminger will put Edling in pr- position to succeed. Yeah. But will he succeed? Will he make the plays? Will he utilize uh, yards yeah. after the catch, running backs, tight ends, and all that because I think – that LSU could keep Alabama off balance. But you have to look at, like, you don't have to throw a bomb every play. You want to hit that. You want to keep them honest. But can you dump it
1: off and your playmakers make plays? Yeah, that well, like, well, me and Tebow just got to talk. At Malachi Dupree, tonight's your night. This is the night you got to make a play. If come you, on. If you're that gotta, good. Yeah, if you're that good, tonight's the night. You got a doubt. This is when you got to make a play. This is the
3: stage. Also, we, we I think you're spot on because – when you look as far as the short to intermediate passes, because that extends drives. And when you look at what's doomed LSU in the past, the defense hangs around in the beginning, but the offense is three and out, three and out, three and out. Before you know, you have an exhausted defense. These last three games, you've seen this LSU defense get so much better in part because the offense is keeping them off the field, the manager keeping them rested more. Well,
5: the the thing is, you have to realize is that a positive pass play could be six, seven yards. That's right. You know, yes. Fans yes. get intrigued with the long ball, but can you sustain drives? Yep. Now, Edlin got to be accurate with the football. Can you be accurate with the football, and get it out? Listen, I I played against the best pass rush in NFL history. I played against Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor. All I know was that the, the time clock I had in my you head. Yeah, speed it up. Like Drew, Drew Brees, Drew Brees, I'm going to tell you, you know who's number one in the NFL, the ball coming out? Not Tom Brady. Not, Matt Matt right. not, not uh, Freaking Drew Brees. Oh. <laughs> Drew Brees uh, uh, right at two seconds, 1,001, 1,002, and maybe a little tad more, three-step, five-step, the ball's coming out. You got to know, pre read where are you going with the ball? That's going to be key. Now, you got to be
3: accurate. You can't just throw it to be throwing it. And, and look, Danny Etlin, he's been good with that. He's known for his preparation. You're talking about an Eagle Scout. So he's literally been trained to to dive into preparation, Need, leave no stone unturned. I, was, I,
5: I wish I was an Eagle Scout. I only went to, like, star. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I should have finished it. I cut myself. Well, I don't a know bar if you, you were listening with no
1: over here, but Christian just came, broke in from San Francisco. Uh, James Laronitis has been placed on IR. Well, he and, needs to be on IR. And, you know, and, and Sheldon he, Rankins is active and will play tomorrow. Well, Stankin Rankins.
5: Sheldon Rankins will probably get 15 to 20 snaps. That's all right. I think he's going to be in the rotation. That's but right. James Laranitis, the bus, uh, has left. Right. It has passed him by. The ship has well, sailed. Oh, yeah, yes. So never had any injuries no, up until this year. Listen, that's how brutal the NFL is. Yep. It's like never what, have done done Barman, a game what have you done for me lately? Years. Well, you're going to miss a bunch of games now. I don't know how hurt he is. He's probably played in the past. As the is is he is yeah, right now. He's oh, not yeah. but They need the roster spot. Listen, he's not even the, the top four or five linebacker right now. Yeah, they need the roster spot. If you think about this, Robertson, Danell. Stupar, uh, uh, Stupar Danell Ellerby. And they want to put Stevon Anthony and even Marty in there. Wait, I thought Danell I mean,
3: Ellerby was hurt again.
5: He is hurt again, yeah. because that guy's a freaking study. Harley played. He had I five know, tackles. I know, when I, I, mean, it's I like know, when he
3: plays, he's great. But the problem is he never plays. He's hell when
5: he's well, but when is he well? That's when is it. he hey, well? Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. In the house. But, no, listen, I'm, I'm
3: telling you, I, I, listen, I just want LSU to hey, win. Hey, when was the last time you were in the LSU press box? Um, it's been a few years. Yeah, it's been a few years, right? This it's is kind of the 12th This, this thing. is the, what would
5: happen. I don't last... like to be in the press box because you can't cheer. <laughs> I, I'm like, if LSU does some good, you got to be quiet. <laughs> and, and, and so they say, uh, whether they playing LSU, Auburn, whoever it is are you supposed to be objective objective when i'm from louisiana why am i supposed to cheer for some other team that's
0: right
5: I mean, <laughs> but, but, but but tonight t bob you're not out there so I, i'm gonna just i got my binoculars i'm gonna look and see who's winning in the trenches i've got my chest protector on for you right, right, right in now the chest. offensive defensive line i'm beep, gonna beep. see who's winning who's winning that's can gonna be the, key. Up to the challenge well look you talked about that
3: we talked about running the ball we talk about receivers all those. What's the common denominator? The, the the sinew that ties it all together. The offensive line. The offensive they line have to hold their own, or it's going to be another long night.
5: Well, pass right. protect, etling, and just don't let Fournette get hit in the backfield. Yeah. I, I don't care if you're not winning. Just stalemate. Yep. Just occupy a defender so he can at least get to the line of scrimmage. Then I think he'll be special about him and guys.
1: All right, T-Boss prediction right, coming later. up next. Here and our game breakdown. Count you down to LSU and Alabama on WWL. Senior writer at TigerBait.com. Brian Lazar at B L D O R at B-L-D-O-R-E on Twitter is our a special guest. So we'll get back to Brian here in just a moment. 260-1870. You can text us. At 870, 870, getting you caught up on some uh, afternoon college football scores. Right now in the third quarter, Arkansas 21, number 11, Florida 7. That's 1220 left in the third. At halftime, South Carolina looking to get closer to a bowl. They are 4-4 and right now. They leave Missouri at the break 21-14. to That game is in Columbia today uh South Carolina. Tennessee leads Tennessee Tech at the break 38 to 0. Big upset earlier day, Mississippi State 35 to 28 over Texas A&M. Also today in the SEC action, a tight one but Auburn did beat Vanderbilt 23 to 16. The Tigers are now 7 and 2 on the season. They remain just at one thought loss.
3: LSU was going to uh they they, they,
1: it, they need
3: Auburn to drop one.
1: Yeah, in SEC play, Ole Miss struggles but they beat Georgia Southern 37 to 27. Huh. Later tonight, it is Georgia at Kentucky in Lexington. And our matchup, of course, is LSU and Alabama. See bob we talked about some big things there on the offensive and defensive lines, special teams. And uh, when you were a part of this matchup in 2011, the field goals that Alabama did not make and the field goals that LSU did make wind up being huge in more ways than one that LSU won nine to six. But there were some big momentum swings in that contest, too, as well, back in the fall of 2011.
3: Yeah, it was uh, It was one of the most insane games I've ever been a part of. Actually, as an offensive player, it was a bit disappointing. You know, you, you want to have more success than we did that night. That was truly a defensive battle. And when you look at that game, while it's not going to be as defensive tonight, I do believe there are similarities in that the big advantage that both teams have is Uh, is their defense matching up with the opponent's offense. So I expect special teams to play a huge role tonight, uh, Deke. And why that's important is because if you go back and watch that 2011 game, I don't know if I've ever seen a punter have an impact on a game like Brad Wing did that night. There's a reason Brad's still in the league. He's obviously very good. But his ability to flip the field, to mitigate the damage from a three and out, maintain that field position, not allow Alabama to have easy field goals, easy scores, it really was perhaps, well, not more in the defense, but it was one of the most influential reasons for uh, getting that win. And Groudon this year for LSU, he's been a bit inconsistent. So I know we haven't talked a lot of special teams thus far, but it's going to be highly important tonight. Not just the field position and the punting. Can't but kick
1: the ball out of bounds. Can't do anything like that. Field tonight. goal kicking. Look at 2011. Why yeah. did
3: Alabama lose that game? Alabama dominated the box score. Alabama they should field have goal won that game. kicker is
1: five out of, he's made five of ten attempts tonight, uh, going into tonight too as well. Before we get T-Bob Abert's prediction and his keys to tonight's game, this is our game breakdown. And we'll hand things off to Mark Menard.
6: The day is finally here. Every year when LSU releases its football schedule for the coming season, there's one date that fans look for, one game they circle. And today, that game takes place. It's the game where the Bayou Bengals see where they stand, how they measure up against the most consistent football power of this decade, Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide. And in recent history, the Tigers of LSU have fallen short time and time again. Of course, there was a time when LSU proved dominant in this rivalry. In their first eight meetings of the new century, LSU went 7-1. However, in that stretch, four of those wins came with Saban running things in Baton Rouge. The last win was the Tigers' first meeting with their former coach in his new digs. Saban got his first win over the Tigers in 2008, and since then, the Tide have a 7-2 and two advantage, including a stretch of five straight, starting with Bama's national championship win over LSU in 2012. It's those five straight losses to Saban that contributed greatly to the end of the Les Miles era in the red stick. Five straight defeats at the hands of the man who led Baton Rouge out of football purgatory, the man who proved to be LSU's savior until the day he tossed that mantle aside for greener pastures in the NFL, only to come back to college and torment the program that fueled his rise to prominence. That torment has grown to a size and weight that Tiger fans can scarcely support any longer. But this season, there's a renewed hope thanks to a gruff, hulking native son of the state who has somehow turned a mediocre season on its ear and could potentially salvage LSU's aspirations to glory. Since taking the reins of the Bayou Bengals, Ed Orgeron has authored something of an offensive renaissance. The Tigers are averaging 41.5 points a game under Orgeron's leadership and his defense has held three straight prolific offenses to numbers far lower than they were accustomed to. It all adds up to a 3-0 record under this new regime, but now the road grows even tougher. LSU's final four opponents are a murderer's row through the teeth of their SEC schedule. Last season, the Tigers crumbled under the wing of the November gauntlet, starting with a loss to Alabama that seemed to sap their mojo. Tonight, LSU could quite literally turn the tide. A win would reignite the hype that bolstered LSU to a preseason top five ranking. A loss could all but eliminate them from even SEC title contention. Under Coach O, the Tigers seem to have relocated their swagger. But will it prove enough to topple the top-ranked team in the country, the closest thing the NCAA has to a football dynasty, or will they become just another notch on the Bama belt? It's the number 13 LSU Tigers hosting the number one Alabama Crimson Tide in Death Valley, coming up right here on WWL. I'm Mark Menard,
1: WWL Sports. Great work as always, Mark. We certainly appreciate you. Breaking things down. It's now time for his keys to tonight's game. T-Bob Bear, the LSU offense against the Alabama defense. So, LSU's offense
3: versus Alabama's defense, it all starts with the offense line. We talked about it throughout the show. They don't have to dominate. They have to hold their own. They have to protect Etling to a point. Right now, when you look, Alabama is first in the SEC deep. They have 32 sacks on the year. They're averaging four per game. Make Alabama get underneath that average. You're going to give up one? you're going to give up two if you can hold it at two i would say that's a win for the offensive line that means that lean has time both for long routes and those short to intermediate routes which are critical for keeping that offense on the field obviously if that if the o-line does his job if that does his job then the running game's going to open up and when you talk about the one-two punch of leonard Fournette and darius geis if 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 this team this lsu team if they can put those players in a better position to succeed than they did in last year's game you could be looking at all well, a pretty impressive game from Fournette. Cup. you remember one of the best defenses lsu's played this year in the auburn tigers lsu ran for 220 yards averaged seven yards a carry and it was without throwing the ball whatsoever they were incredibly one-dimensional so you look for a bit of hope in that staff and maybe they won't hit 220 but can you get 160 can you get 180 just something to, to 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 get the engine started.
1: All right, T. Bob, about ninety seconds left. LSU and Alabama, how's it going down? Your prediction?
3: Look, man, we can remain objective, right? As we have been, we can look at all the numbers. We can try to just stay stay removed from the game emotionally. And when you look at it analytically, absolutely, Alabama is a favorite, and they should win this game. But there's a reason why the game isn't decided by statistics metrics and numbers you still have to play it and in a game like college football especially where emotion is such a vital part i love lsu's chances tonight i think there are some unique advantages that this lsu team has this season that has not been there in years past remember this is a quarterbacking crew they completed 15 passes the last two games against alabama that's less than two per quarter I think Danny Atleen does a better job. I think then Leonard Fournette manages to leverage that into a better job. I think this. L- I think this LSU defense makes Jalen Hurts uncomfortable. I think they can force him into situations he doesn't want to be forced him to throw the ball, and I think they're going to trick him up. And most importantly, Deke, look around you. Look at the sea of purple and gold. Look at the people. That's what this game is about. That's the fuel for this Tiger team, the state of Louisiana. Tiger Stadium, 100,000 strong, throwing every fiber in their being, willing lsu to victory so it's going to be close it's going to be a battle lsu's going to get punched they're going to counter punch they're going to get gut punched it's all not about the punch you take it's about how you respond to the punch and i like how this team has responded under coach o i think lsu's going to win tonight man I, i i like it by uh three or four 24-21, 27-24, 24-21, 27-24, somewhere in that range. I think this is the year where Fournette, all these other excellent seniors, these guys are going to be in the NFL next year. This is where they throw off the yoke of the Crimson Tide. They break the streak. And this is where victory once again comes to the red stick. My
1: all right. That is T-Bob Abad. Thanks so much to all of our one-to-help, on-help, on-site location, Todd Jacobs. And it is also I want to thank Dave Potter back in the studio. Up next, it's LSU and Alabama. For t by Baby, I'm Deke Bellabier. This is Tiger Radio, WWL.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.